Hello and welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast and this week we are talking about human design which I have been feeling really drawn to recently and the more that I'm stepping into and understanding my human design the more it's helping me to live the most aligned life possible. So I have been following Erin Claire Jones for a while on Instagram and I reached out to her, asked her if she'd like to come on the podcast and she was thrilled to and I am thrilled to be chatting to her today. I just know you are absolutely going to love this podcast. And if you don't already, make sure you're following me on Soul Purpose Business on Instagram. So this is where I'm sharing lots of tips and techniques to really live your soul aligned life and help this to grow your business in the most healthy, wealthy, conscious way possible. You can also follow me on Facebook, Soul Purpose Business, and I'm on TikTok as well, Sole Purpose Business, and all the information about my upcoming September course is on yoursoulpurposebusiness.com. So I know all of you follow me across all of my face yoga platforms, but check out the Soul Purpose Business stuff. It's really something which I feel so connected with at the moment. It's something which I'm so enjoying teaching. So go ahead, check out all those things. And also, if you haven't already, do subscribe to this podcast, particularly if you listen to it on your Apple iTunes. And if you get a few moments just to leave a very quick review, I would appreciate that so much. And if you would click five stars as well, that would be even better. I would be fully, fully appreciative of it in so many ways because it just lets me know what you love about the podcast and it really helps and inspires me to make more informative episodes with amazing guests. So let's get into this week's episode with Erin Claire Jones. Erin, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. And I'm so excited because I follow you on Instagram. And I think I first heard about you through Natalia Benson's podcast. Oh, I um, love Natalia. She's so lovely. So I remember hearing your episode and just thinking it's great. And then started following you on Instagram. And my camera roll is just full of screenshots of all of your, of all of your posts because I'm a generator. So I'm literally like, yeah, that's so good. I have to remember that. My husband's a generator. So I like WhatsApp it through to him. And I'm like, this is so true. You have to do this. So I love, love what you do. So I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you for saying that. It it is so good to be here. And yes, I share a lot on Instagram and they're dense posts. So I hear that often. They're like, screenshot, coming back to this. So, but I'm so glad to chat with you. And I love hearing that you and your partner, both generators. My partner's a generator as well. So I have a little bit of a bias towards generators. (laughs) Well, I've got one daughter that's a generator and one that's a manifesting generator. So we're quite generator heavy in this. Oh my God, what an energy household. (laughs) I know. I had had no generators or manifesting generators in my household growing up. So it's really, yeah, it was all, I know some people don't know this language yet, but it was all manifestors and projectors. So it's nice to, it's just experience a different thing now. Definitely. And I was convinced for ages that I was a projector because I didn't know my exact birth time. I just couldn't find it anywhere. And as I was learning about human design, I was like, I'm a projector. I feel everything about a projector. And I was like, oh, 
I'm a generator when I found out about it. And it was almost like a little bit disappointing for me because I guess yeah. I just felt, oh, I'm just like everyone else because generators, I guess, are the, are the majority of right. the population. But the more I understand it, I mean, and I've still got loads more to understand. And the more I understand as well, what do you call the number, the profile, profile. number, is it? Yeah, 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 exactly. The more I understand the 5-1, that makes more sense to me. So I'm starting to step into that now. And as I step into it, it feels much more aligned. Yes. Yeah. And it it is interesting because so often we're not living our design, but yeah, there's a lot of like, a lot of weird stuff out there of like, oh, I don't want to be this type because of this, but like everyone's so unique, you know, like you might be a generator because we need so many generators because they're so powerful, but there's so much underneath that, that really kind of sheds light on your uniqueness and nuance. So it's always good to dig deeper because I've heard that before, you know? Um, And I'm just like, it's amazing to be a generator, (laughs) but I do honestly feel that about every type, but I think it's because I've just like seen people living it. And I'm like, there's such a gift in every single type. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I used to think because I'm not someone who has, I felt like I don't have loads of energy. I can't sort of keep going, keep going. Then I mustn't be a generator. But now I've realized the reason my energy goes low and I burn out is I'm not doing things that really light me up and energize me and give me energy. And soon as I step into things that I love, then straight away, I find that I've got this energy and I can just keep going and going. I know what a difference it makes. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked to people that, and so, you know, we'll talk about the types, but generators mm-hmm. are these natural doers and they are meant to have all this like powerful energy and vitality. And I have had that conversation many times where someone's like, Oh, I'm so depleted. I'm so drained. I don't feel it. And I'm like, how do you feel about like what you're doing? Are you excited by it? Are you satisfied? They're like, not at all. I'm like, of course not then, you know, it's like being lit up and excited is what gives you that vitality. It's what gives you that energy. So, so true. And what are you, what's your human design? I'm a projector. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how did you find out about human design? So I remember reading it was sort of like a chance meeting. Tell yes. us a bit more about that. It was it was a very serendipitous meeting. I don't think I could have ever anticipated that human design would be what my career was based around. And maybe it won't be in a couple of years, who knows? But I was at a friend's gathering in New York City in 2015. I sat next to a stranger who asked to read my human design chart. I had never heard of the system before, as most of us hadn't at that point. And, but I was like, sure, tell me everything. Like, I love learning about myself and I'm like super open to all the things. And he did a little mini reading for me on the spot and I was just like blown away. I had never felt somebody so accurately put me into words, but also like so powerfully call me out because I felt like he gave me a language for everything I'd always felt but never had language for. But then I also felt very confronted because I was like, I've been running away from this my entire life. Like, is it really allowed? Like, am I allowed to operate that way? And he actually ended the conversation by saying, I think you're meant to do this. I think we should do this together. Really inviting me in both to be a student and business partner. And it was so wild because human design is not predictive. It was more just kind of a gut feeling that he had. So it was a really wild, you know, interaction. And I think the more I kind of like, and it just felt really right, you know? And so I think the more I discovered human design and the more layers he showed me, it just became clear that I was like, I've never experienced a system like this. And it's like, just so, I think it's like so beneficial to the world because it's so rich with juicy information. And it's also so rich with like practical tools and actionable like insights. And I just think that's what people need. So it's been a, it's been a wild journey, a rocky journey, of course, (laughs) since then, but um, it really, I love sharing human design with the world. 
That's just so amazing and so interesting that you as a projector, you had this massive invitation, which is such a projector thing, waiting for that invitation. And it couldn't have been a bigger invitation. I mean, it's just led you on, well, Mm -hmm. your life's path, your sole purpose. And was he a generator? I'm just wondering. He was Um, a manifesting generator. Was he? Okay. Because you said he went with his gut instinct on it. Totally. He was a gut feeling. And like, honestly, he, I think also part of what he observed is like, he was really drawn and it felt right. And our charts were obviously so different because we're such different types, but it had, we had so many kind of parallel things within our chart. So I think he observed a lot of kind of immediate compatibility. That's just amazing. And what do you spend sort of most of your time doing now? Do you do one-on-one coaching? Do you do group programs? I know you do a lot of your blueprints. Yeah. Oh, it's been such a journey. I think when I first started, it was just purely sessions because like that was how I knew to build it. And then I think I reached a point where I was like, I want to access more people. Also sessions are not always financially available for people and the system's amazing and I want to make it more accessible. And so um, I never stopped doing sessions, but we did start launching the blueprint, which is, you know, uh, basically a 55 plus page guide all about your unique design. It's totally unique to you. Like no two are the same. So I actually made the first 12,000 of them by hand. And then I know, like if you talk to my friends during those years, they were like, Aaron's just making blueprints. (laughs) But now we have like a, team and we've like built a much more efficient way to do it. I've still written every piece. We just have a support now. Thankfully, that's not like the majority of my energy as it was for so many years. And so where I am right now is that I really kind of moved into the coaching people through human design and do teaching. You know, I just launched my first course, as you know, I think, you know, I think you mentioned that. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. And that basically is teaching people to use human design in their careers, to offer readings for others, to integrate it into their therapy practice, their coaching practice. So um, it's been really exciting. Like I think that I'm moving from like a one-on-one to like a one-to-many and it is both a terrifying and exciting journey. So the teaching definitely feels like where I am most excited right now and also the most challenged in all the right ways. So it feels completely right for you at the moment. That's just amazing. It does. It's a yeah. lot though. We had, like, <laughs> yeah. we had 200 people sign up for this first cohort. And like, wow. I was kind of expecting 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, amazing. Reorienting, you know, it's been amazing yeah. though, because honestly, all the people that signed up for this first cohort are like so committed and so kind. And it's just like always such a treat in your life where you're like, I get to be with these people for the next 12 weeks. So it's been really, really cool. It feels like, it feels like a journey that we were all just going on together. That's so amazing. There's your soulmate clients. I always oh think that you know, they're the best yeah. people. Love, love, love that. Well, let's go into the types. Let's yes. go through each one. Maybe you can tell us a little bit. I know there's so much when it yeah. comes to a type, but just a little overview of each one. Of and course. then perhaps you could also just relate it a little bit to business or work. So how each cool. of those types should be showing up in their businesses, their careers or their work. So okay, should we perfect. start with generators? Let's start with generators. Yes. And if anyone is new, which I imagine many of you are, you can look up your design at humandesignblueprint.com. The chart is not going to be an intuitive looking thing. So right now, just look at your type. Mm-hmm. All you have to see right now. So generators are really here to be the doers. They have such powerful energy to kind of build, create, make things happen when they're lit up by what they're doing. And so I would say one of your biggest life lessons of the generator is prioritizing your excitement, both as a mom and also as a business owner, and not seeing that as selfish, but actually as the thing that gives you the most energy and allows you to have the most impact. I would say boundaries are so important for you. People can like sense your capacity and might want you to do lots of things. And I think your work is to really trust what your full body gets to. 
and not force the other things. Um, and so much of being a generator is actually about letting things come to you. You're not really designed to chase after a thing. Like, and I think actually your discovery of human design is a really good example of this. Like you're meant to wait for things to show up in your world, spark your gut. And then when you get sparked, then you go after it. So you're listening to a podcast. You're like, oh, this is cool. Like, and you just kind of kept getting more and more excited. So like, you're really here to pay attention to what you respond to and not what you think you should do. And so I think when it comes to business, and your career, it's so important to primarily do work that you're deeply satisfied by. You know, this will give you more energy. So I would just take inventory of what excites you the most, put as much energy as you can into those things. Also, it drains you, delegate those things when possible, if not now, later. And I would also know that like, you're not really designed to force things in business. Like I would really see what shows up in your world and kind of really follow what feels good in your gut and what feels exciting and not try to like follow a rubric that somebody gave you that you think is like the way to do business. Like you are very much meant to build business and build build businesses in your career in a way that just like lights you up and excites you, whether or not it makes any sense to anyone else. I love that. And I'm just nodding away. If people yeah. could see this on video, I'm like, yes, that's so true to me. That's just, yeah, perfect. And what about manifesting generators? So very similar. So some people actually group these types together. So I would say a lot of what I just shared is very similar and what is unique is that manifesting generators tend to be quite multi-passionate. They often like having their energy in many things at once. These are my clients that are like, I'm a coach, also opening a dance studio, also starting a podcast. Like they just like might want to cycle in between different things. And so one of their lessons is not trying to have a super linear career Mm -hmm. um, and really honoring where their energy wants to go, even when it changes. I would also say manifesting generators are quite fast and bringing an idea to life once they have clarity, it's the right one. So um, it's good for them to kind of be surrounded by people that help them in the step-by-step process. So they can just like move fast and be in their creative flow and skip steps in all the ways that they want. As a business owner or career in your career, like as a manifesting generator, I would not expect others to keep up with you. I would also make sure it stays interesting. You know, like if every day is the same, you're probably going to get quite bored. So, you know, whether it's pursuing multiple things outside of your work or whether it's having every day look a little bit different, it's just good to like keep yourself sparked and excited. And I would also give yourself permission to kind of pivot, shift and reinvent yourself when you're inspired. And you, similar to generators, are really meant to kind of let things come to you and wait for things to spark you before you go after them. I love that. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking about my eldest daughter and she's almost 10. And she says to me all the time, mom, I just don't want to pick one job. People always ask me what I want to do when I'm older. I don't want to pick one thing. And I say, well, you don't have to pick lots of things. And she's actually one of these people who just, as soon as she loves something, she's really good at it. You know, she's really sporty, really creative, really academic. But she's like, mom, I don't want to just do my football. I just don't want to do just my piano. I want to do all of it. So that's such a manifesting generator. So I want to just try and teach her to step into that as much as possible. Because I think actually schools, even now, you know, even though we're in 2022, it's still very much like you pick what you're good at and you just go into that sort of lane whereas actually there's lots of types of manifesting generators I'm sure are one of them that just need to do lots of stuff and just keep Mm. moving and changing and and do that with quite a bit of speed totally yeah and I I love that you're allowing it because like it's such a useful tool in parenting because I have a a client whose daughter's a manifesting generator and she's like I want to try all the things and he's like no choose one like just choose Mm -hmm. one and commit to it and she's like this is so uncomfy you know and so like it's just really amazing to give these kids and people permission to kind of do all the things that they please, because that is so much more natural and so much more satisfying for them than trying to kind of like put themselves into a box that doesn't feel like them. 
Yeah, I bet you're thinking all the time what you're because are you are you having a daughter? Am I right? I'm having you? a daughter. Yeah. yeah. So I bet I you're all the time. I have a prediction. <laughs> Do you tell me? Tell me your prediction. I mean, I mean, I have a prediction, and also like I could be, you know, just wildly wrong, yeah. likely am. Um, I feel like she's going to be a manifester. Okay. Um, she feels so different than me already. You know, it's really? like, uh, yeah, yeah, just like the most in a way that's probably going to be great for me. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that like, you know, and we'll talk about manifestors in a moment, but I'm so excited for whatever she is, you know, I think yeah. that, um, but it is so fun to kind of just like dream up and envision and, and see, yeah. see how it all manifests. Yeah. And October, will she be October born? November. November so I'm due at the okay. end of November. I kind of feel like it's going to be like mid-November, but again, like mm. who knows? It could okay. be December, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. You just don't know. So yeah. it's so exciting. She might be I a Scorpio. Know. Like my, my eldest is a Scorpio. So oh, really? Lots, yeah, lots of, she's actually triple water sign. So she's Scorpio, a Pisces Cancer. So with, with her moon and her rising. Totally. So lots of emotion. I know, it'll she's, be so interesting, right? It's like, <laughs> Before November 21st, she's a Scorpio. Yeah. And then I yeah. think after, she's a Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Oh, I can't wait to find out. It's so excited. Everyone's going to be waiting. I know. You know right? I know. That's my so guess funny. is are Scorpio. And like, I'm okay. probably going to be wrong. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Exactly. And let's talk about manifestors now. So manifestors are really here to be the initiators. These people are so good at kind of getting things started and getting the ball rolling. They're not always here to do all the doing themselves. Like it's a very kind of sparking energy. Like they're here to like spark it, bring new ideas and movements into the world, and then kind of like move on and make themselves available to start the next thing. These people tend to thrive with a lot of freedom. They are not here to be told what to do, managed, guided in any way, here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. And they have a bit of a provocative energy. Like, you know, I think that like they're really here to be pretty bold and authentic and like in being that like really push away the people that aren't for them and then inspire all the right people and they often kind of see where things are going before others do and their strategy is about initiating they're not here to wait for anything to come they're here to kind of like allow the urges within them to just spark their energy and to just kind of keep the people around them in the loop and to just kind of communicate intentionally and I would say in the context of work, whether you're working for yourself or, or for others, um, I think freedom's really important. I think where I've seen manifestors thrive is like either in a more entrepreneurial setting where they can just like set the terms of how they do things, or if they're working for a company and just given like a domain to be in charge of, where it's like, this is your domain. You have the freedom to do it as you please. Let's just keep me updated. And so I would just say freedom is key. And also know that like, you're not really designed to do, do, do all day long. Like you might have bursts of energy and then rest. And so any kind of work environment that really honors that is probably going to feel a bit best for, better for you. That's great. And I'm really intrigued to know when you meet people before you know their birth time and date, are you able to sort of get a feeling what they are once you have a chat to them and you get to know their personality? I I often have a sense and mm -hmm. I'm not always right, you know, because mm -hmm. people can be living their design or not. Like my partner's actually a bit better at guessing than I am. Oh, really? Um, I would say, I would say manifestors, I can probably sense first. Mm -hmm. They're the ones because their energy is so impactful and it's this really kind of intense, powerful energy. So I feel like manifestors, I often am like, <laughs> likely a manifestor. <laughs> Projectors too, but yeah, I think that like I always like to guess just for fun, but I'm also always open to being totally wrong. Love that. And yeah. let's talk about projectors, which is what you are. 
Yeah. So projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. They're often very innately sensitive and wise about other people. So they can make very natural coaches, therapists, teachers, CEOs, managers, like positions where they're really kind of supporting and guiding others. Um, Their energy like manifestors, but a bit differently is is likely going to ebb and flow. And so I always encourage projectors to kind of build space and rest and ease into their days. It's so, so good for them. And they often love systems like human design, like anything that kind of helps them better understand people and how they work, because it really just taps into a natural gift they already have. And their strategy is all about being invited in. So like you share that example of me being invited into human design, like projectors are here to be recognized by people, seen by others, and like invited into opportunities we're not meant to initiate or chase after. And I would say one thing I really learned as an entrepreneur projector is that like people cannot invite me unless they see me. And so rather than initiating opportunities, my biggest job is to make myself visible and just share with the world that I exist and kind of allow the right people to come. And so if you are a projector, you know, I think when it comes to work, I would just say that like, a big reminder for you is your gift is and how powerfully you see things and not how much you do. So I would really pay attention to where you feel the most valued for your unique gifts and where you kind of feel the freedom to take rest and space when you need. And you just feel really invited in to kind of share your perspective. That's wonderful. And since finding out your human design and that you're a projector, how's that helped you in your work, in your career, in your business? Do you sort of let yourself be fully guided by that? Or is it just sort of a, a small part of how you're guided? You know, it's it's a big part of how I'm guided. And also mm-hmm. like I get taken off track all the time. You know, I think one of my favorite parts of human design is that it reveals all the areas that were the most vulnerable to kind of getting taken off track. So I'm aware of them. So I'm just like, oh man, you know, it's happening again. But like, because I'm aware, it's so much easier to kind of move back into my authenticity and wisdom. But I would say um, a big piece for me as a projector is that, you know, basically I started that business with my first teacher and then two years later, it was like, it wasn't really working. We weren't really targeting the right audience. And, um, and I was also really scared to be visible. And so I actually walked away and then started my own practice in 2018. And I think what led to success the second time is that I was finally just like, I have to be visible. I have to start sharing on Instagram. Like I have to start just like letting people know this is a thing that I do. And I really saw things skyrocket after that. And I would also say as a projector, like historically, I felt so much pressure to like, be like, I'm going to be like really good at like operations and like strategy and all this stuff. And like, when it really comes down to it, like I'm really good at human design and I love human design and I love sharing about it and I love writing about it. My gift is not strategy. It is not operations. And it's actually not about systems or creating efficiency in the business. And so I think that I also saw things grow in such a tremendous way when I partnered with the right person, because basically I was able to be like, my lane is human design, your lane is everything else. And so that has been really profound in terms of like really letting me be in my gifts and have the right support around me. I love that. And let's talk about reflectors. So am I right in thinking they are quite a small percentage of the population? Yes, 1%. So the most rare, and it's still like one out of 100. So you're definitely going to like know some because there are millions of them, but reflectors are our collective mirrors. These are people that are really, really sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. And so you really get a good sense of the quality of a team or a company or a family or a community just based on how that reflector is showing up. 
And so it's really, really important for them to just be such ruthless curators of the people and places they're spending time with and in. Um, we also call them evaluators because they just see and sense things that so many people miss. So it's really good for them to be in a space where that perspective is really invited in and they're very fluid. They're going to have days where they feel like a generator, like a projector, like a manifesting generator. So their job is to really honor where they are. And they're really, there are kind of opportunities come when they're really in the right space and really kind of invited in by the right people. And when it comes to business, I think that it's really important to be in a space where they're really, their perspective is really valued, like projectors, because like their gift is they can see what's out of alignment anywhere and let people know what needs to be fixed. But if they're brought into a situation and not valued for that, it's going to be really challenging. Yeah. And the last piece that I would just say is that I think where they also thrive and work is when they really feel freedom to kind of move in and out of people's energy into their own space when they need. And also when the people they're working with and the places they're working in just feel really good because they magnify the energy that they're around, like the quality of their office and their collaborators is like just of the utmost important to them, importance to them. That's so beautiful. And as you're talking about all the different types, I'm really thinking how important it is in our society that we do have all of these types. Because I think, you know, in society, there's often one sort of personality or type of person that we think is going to be successful or that we think is going to win in life. But actually, as you talk about it, they've all got huge strengths within them. And the key is just to step into who we truly are inside. And if we all did that then actually we wouldn't all want to do the same thing you know I think that people often think that everybody especially when you really want to do something you think yeah. well everybody wants to run their own business right. or everybody wants to grow on Instagram or everybody wants to teach people yeah. but actually not everybody wants to do that and the more we really understand what we want and who we are society would just be such a beautiful place. I feel like they need to teach this in schools. <laughs> Wouldn't that totally. be amazing? I'm hoping it happens in my lifetime. Totally. Oh, I think amazing. that like, and, and you and you articulated it so beautifully. It's like, again, it's not about a good or bad or a type being better than the other. It's about reminding us that we all need each other, yes. you know? And I think the more we like understand how different we each are, the closer we become, you know, whether it's within our families or our teens. And I think that we like, you know, everyone brings such a needed and such a necessary gift. And so that's why it's so important to like really know what those gifts are so we can really leverage the people that we're around. And yes, I think the application or integration of human design into schools would be profound because like mm-hmm. often what happens is that kids like your daughter, like they're, they express their design so purely when they're young, being like, I want to do everything. I'm a yeah. manifesting generator. And then they get conditioned out of it where they're like, yeah. oh, like you got, which is why she's so lucky to have you. And then, and then they kind of like come back to their authenticity a bit later in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, I think when you're really giving kids permission to be who they are from day one, it's just like, we all benefit from that. And within schools, like kids learn differently. They take in information mm-hmm. differently. They need different things. They need different recognition. So like, it's really, it would be such an amazing tool. And I have some people in my course that I'm teaching right now that are educators. And so I'm really excited to kind of see how they bring human design into the spaces they're part of. That's so interesting. And actually my eldest daughter, she's recently moved school and she was saying with maths and English, very different from her other school, rather than being set in ability, they now have, and I can't remember the names they use, but there's like physical learners. So actually, if you don't Mm. like sitting down and writing on a piece of paper, you're moving your body all the time. So actually, though it's not human design type, it's really lovely to see that actually they're starting to understand that some children will uh, learn really well by hearing things and by having conversations with other 
the children and that's so amazing and I just wish that was done more and more really it really needs to be that's amazing to hear you know Mm -hmm. and and again like human design is one tool there are many like I think like any tool that reminds us that we're all super different and gives us tools to really like honor where each person is and how best to support them I think can be extraordinarily beneficial Definitely. And let's just briefly talk a little bit about the profiles or profile numbers. Do you call them profiles? Profiles, yeah. Profiles, yeah. So am I right in thinking the numbers one to six, does it go any higher than six? So it's one to six and Mm -hmm. then 12 different combinations of those six numbers. Wow. Okay. And how important is the profile within your human design? really important you know okay. I think that like human design is endless there's like infinite information I mean not infinite but almost information you can learn <laughs> about yourself but like I would say profile is definitely within the first like four pieces to learn really okay yeah. that's so interesting so I'm five one can you tell yeah. me a little bit about that because I don't know much about that at all to be honest oh of course yes okay so and I'll talk about both numbers separately. And so know mm-hmm. that if you look up your profile and you're like a one, three or four, one, the one will also apply to you. If you are a two, five, a, you know, a three, five, the five will also apply to you. So what you're looking at is like, whether you have those numbers, there's going to be a difference in the combination, but I think just to start there. So the fact that you have a one in your profile basically means that you are meant to be a very natural investigator. Like you're really here to dive deeply into things and learn things and understand things on a very kind of profound, deep foundational level. Um, And you're just here to be like an expert in authority to be like, I know what I'm talking about. I've gone deep. My foundation is strong. So I would always follow your curiosity. And if at any point you find yourself like working in a way where you're like, I don't want to master this thing anymore. It often means it's a signal to move on. And I would also just give yourself plenty of time to research. Like if somebody's like, you should like present on this today, which is probably not your work, but like present on this today, it's probably going to feel challenging for you because like you need time to kind of go deep in your own process and build a solid enough foundation that you can like then share in a way that makes you feel really secure and like empowered in the way that you share. Does that make sense? Makes so much sense. I'm literally like, yes, that is me for sure. So yeah. that's the that's the one, is it? That's the one. Okay. Yes. And then the five. The five is basically around being a very natural problem solver and fixer and being really good at like seeing things in very practical, innovative, and new ways. It's important. And people, these people are here to like impact many. And a big lesson for you is knowing that not every problem needs to be solved by you. So just really kind of connecting to which ones you feel most inspired to solve. Another thing to be aware of with the five is that people can easily project things onto you that like you could be this kind of person or this kind of partner, this kind of mom or this kind of friend or whatever it is, especially on social media. And like, I think a big lesson for you is that like, you're really meant to be driven by your gut feeling and not by other people's projections. And so even if it's like a super positive projection where they're like, you're the best, like it's so important for you to always tune in and be like, does that actually feel like me? And it just makes sure that you're committing from that place and not just like going to fulfill an expectation that actually is out of alignment with what you actually want to do. That's so true. And I'm definitely going to do your blueprint because I know yeah. that it goes even deeper. Is it about 55 yes. pages? Am I right in thinking? It, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it ranges because mm-hmm. everyone's design is different. It's like 55 to, I'd say like 69, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's yes. a good amount of information. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Before we finish, I feel like everyone's going to be like, what's a two, three, four, and yes. six? So should we just briefly yes. touch on those? Yes, as of well? course. So the two is very much around being a hermit. And not all the time. This will always be in balance with a more outward part of your design. But I think time alone is so important for you and brings such solitude. The two is also around bringing this like innate genius to whatever it is that you do. And so, so much of being a two is like leaning into what comes easily and naturally to you, even if you haven't assigned worth to it before. 
The three is about being an experimenter. These people are very naturally entrepreneurial. They're basically here to like bump into things, make mistakes, fail, learn from their failures, keep growing. Like it's such an experiential one. So I think I would really remind these people to embrace the magic of trial and error. I know that they learn by doing, you know, it's by like trying things that you kind of discover all the things that don't work and you can do better next time. And these people carry such wisdom when they share those lessons with others. So like, I made all these mistakes. I did all these things and now you can benefit. The four is around the importance of community and the need to kind of work with and date people that you're friends with, you know, and, and that your community is your greatest source of opportunity, you know? And so they're the ones that will often connect you to partners, to opportunities, to jobs, all of it. So really investing in and nourishing your network doesn't mean it has to be a huge one, just the right one. And the six is so much around being a very natural role model and teacher, really kind of seeing things from a higher perspective, carrying a very naturally objective and optimistic perspective. Um, Often with the six, we live our life in three phases. So the first 30 years is like trial and error galore, not really time to figure it all out, just to experiment. 30 to 50 is really time to kind of pull back get a bit more footing underneath you, um, embody your wisdom in deeper and deeper ways and see things from a higher perspective. And these people are meant to hit their prime when they turn 50, which is not about waiting until then. It's more about the trust that things are meant to keep getting better and better and better. And you're meant to embody your wisdom and authenticity in such a deep way that you inspire others to become more authentic by just being authentic yourself. That's great. And I feel like we missed one out. Was it the two or the three? I can't remember. I um, think we did both. Did we do both? I, okay, I did great. the two, the three, the four, and the six. Four, yeah, the two was the permanent. Yeah. Yes. Great. I love that. Okay. Thank you yeah. so, so much for all that. And tell us a little bit about your course and your offerings, because I know you've got an upcoming free workshop. Yes. Um, and you've got a longer course as well. And you've got your blueprint. So if you share yes. a little bit about that, that'd be great. Of course. So yes, I have a webinar, free intro webinar every couple of weeks. So um, there's a link for that on my Instagram bio at Erin Claire Jones. I share a lot on Instagram, both at Erin Claire Jones and also at Human Design Blueprint. The Blueprint is a great place to get started. So that basically like we shared is a 55 plus page guide all about your unique design. It's totally personalized to you. And like my intention with everything is to make the information super grounded, empowering, actionable. It is not a very jargony thing. It's more like this is what you need to know about your unique design to find more flow in your life. A lot of people get them for their kids. It's a really cool parenting tool as well or with your partner. So based yoga is the discount code and that can be at humandesignblueprint.com. And then I also offer private sessions, but not many. I only am offering about three more weeks of them before I give birth. So if you want to get on that, that's at erinclairjones.com. I also offer a monthly workshop that's there. And then I am offering a 12-week course. We're in the midst of it right now, but we'll likely launch a non-live version at the end of the year and another live version sometime next year once I really discover what it means to be a mother. And I know what capacity I have. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And you'll only know when you're there. You know, we always have no guarantees. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I'm going to take a year off or two years off. And then they're back after two months. And other people say, oh, I'm going to take three months. And actually they need three years or four years. So actually, you know, you sound like you're very much surrendering to it and you go with the flow, which is the best way to be. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's one of the, it feels like such a big life thing that like Mm -hmm. I can make all the plans and like, like, I actually have no idea what it's going to be like until I actually arrive, Yeah, you know, exactly. so 
I remember knows? when I had my um, my first baby and a yoga teacher friend came round and I remember she she did this beautiful Sanskrit blessing over her and everything. And I remember saying to her, but I just haven't had time to do my yoga. And I must have been like two weeks into being a mother. And I felt so yeah. like stressed, like I haven't had time to do my yoga. I haven't done my daily routine. And she just said to me, Danielle, she's your yoga now. And I just remember that so clearly. So, you know, if I can give you any advice, it is actually just remember that we can find those sort of self-care routines and rituals that we often hold on to so tight in other forms, in other ways. And I think that's what I've really learned as a mother. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it does feel like there can be such a new level of presence with kids, you know, that, Yeah. yeah, feels meditative in its own way. But who exactly. knows? Maybe not. Maybe she'll be screaming. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, this is so hot. <laughs> but again, that's okay. You feel those feelings and you go through those feelings. Totally. Um, and we all have moments like that as well. I mean, many, many moments. I mean, I have moments every week where I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it's just normal. Normal yes. to feel like that. Yes. So our discount code, Face Yoga, capital letters, or do we do lowercase? Either. Form? It's it, the case. Okay, work matter. either way. Okay, yeah. amazing. Thank you. So everybody go and get yeah. this blueprint. I'm going to do it myself as well. I'm excited to find out more about it. I just believe so deeply that it's a way that we should all be living. And I'm just so blessed to have you leading the way on it and sharing everything you share on Instagram and through podcasts and through your courses so lots of appreciation thank you so so much oh my god thank you so much for having me this was such a pleasure oh it was lovely thank you So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.